Hello, and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and I don't know if you can tell this just by my voice, but I honestly love that we get to meet here in this forum week after week and have conversations about how you as a dad can be the best dad you can be. And I'm telling you, the only thing that would make it even better is if I could see you, but I honestly envision you in my mind's eye. And I I imagine that you dads are right here across from me, sitting here, because I hope that you dads can feel that you are the reason that I do this, because I long to see every heart of every dad in this nation turn toward his daughters and his sons. Well, before we get to our topic today, just a quick reminder that if you miss any one of these live broadcasts, you can subscribe to my podcast on iTunes at The Dad Whisperer. Or go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and get a link to where you can listen to it. Well, okay, before we come to this conversation today, I just want to again remind you, in case you're a new listener, that each week it's on your mark, get set, go. Like you dads are lined up in your fathering race. I'm your coach. And on your mark is the title, get set is filling that concept in week after week with stories and stats and go is your one action step each week where you can put your heart of love for your kids into action to make a difference in his or her life. So today on your mark, the topic is sticks and stones to throw or build. That is the question. So we're going to be talking about things that I know this might sound a little bit gender biased, but we're going to be talking about sticks and stones. And even me, as a girl, I'm going to be telling you about what those things have even meant to me. So you may be asking yourself, what on earth do sticks and stones have to do with fathering? Well, this is going to make a little more sense as we keep going. But first, I just wanted to start talking about the way that sticks and stones may be connected to your life story. Maybe you were more into those things as a young guy than you are now, but I'm guessing you have stories you could tell me about sticks and stones and your use of them at various times in your life, and I'm going to tell you a few of mine. So we'll also be talking about how these two things represent a couple of things in relationship to fathering. Okay, do I have your interest up? I hope so. Well, let's begin by talking about sticks, the first thing. So I know a lot of boys love dinking around with sticks, right? Well, think back to ones you might have found on the ground when you were a wee lad, or maybe you took you took sticks and you used them for walking on a hike, or maybe you turned some of them into swords as you imagined yourself as a medieval knight fighting off the enemy with your gift of fencing, or Maybe you even took tree branches and nailed them, you know, as steps on a tree as you made a tree fort, or maybe you used them to poke at worms or bugs, or maybe you even found sticks and carved them. I remember doing that with my dad when I was probably about 12, and we took a family vacation up to Lake Cowichan in in British Columbia, and it's an awesome memory, and my dad taught me and my youngest sister um, well, the next sister down, I should say, two years younger, how to how to make a whistle with our pocket knives that he bought us out of that stick. I remember being just blown away. Or maybe with sticks, you remember running around with them and having your mom tell you to stop running because you could poke someone's eye out with that. Okay, so there's kind of the introduction to sticks. Now let's talk about stones. Well, maybe you loved gathering rocks as a kid or built structures in your backyard, or maybe you lined them up side by side around a flower bed. Maybe you even remember throwing them across water and seeing them skip 
Or maybe like me, you had a rock polisher as a kid. I remember, man, my dad bought us a rock polisher. We had to hide it in the basement with with towels around it because it was so loud. But man, it was so cool to see these beautiful rocks shine up, these agates that turned into beautiful, shiny treasures. I mean, another rock stone, I guess you could say, story that I remember is I was probably about 10 or 11 and remember seeing this rock somewhere that someone had made, and I I made my own for my dad, where on one side I painted the words, turn me over, please, and then you flipped it over, and on the other side it said, thanks, that feels much better. I remember loving rocks as a kid. To be honest, I still do. I have them in my counseling office in a bowl. Um, Maybe even stones for you, though, as a kid was something you would throw at other kids, maybe your siblings, and Maybe it was the easiest thing to find on the ground to defend yourself if you needed a weapon fast, right? So the point I'm making is simply this. Sticks and stones can be used for all kinds of different purposes. And depending on what they're used for, they can have great value or they can cause harm, right? Well, today we're going to be talking about metaphorical sticks and stones and how you can use them as a dad to either build up your kids or to harm and destroy. Okay, so I want to put just a slightly different spin on the word stick because I have talked to mom after mom after mom who says she loves it when dad sticks with something that he's doing with the kids, starting a tradition, for example. Or or let me say it a little bit different. Moms love it when dad stays dialed in as a dad. And whether you're married or whether you're divorced, that dad-daughter, dad-son relationship matters to moms. And moms love when dads stick with the plan, stick with the commitment. And I talk to kid after kid who feels the same way. I'm sure you as a kid felt that same way. And it's that sticking together through thick and thin that bonds us, doesn't it? In fact, did you know a trauma bond is the strongest bond that two humans can have? where you've gone through something together, traumatic, and you stick together like glue for life. So when you go through tough stuff with your kids, hard as it is, remember that upside to it is that you're actually bonding with your kids in a way that nothing else can do, nothing else has or will ever do, when you stick with them through it all. Well, having talked to dads now for seven years, In the ABBA project, up close, I've discovered that a lot of dads don't always realize how important they are to their kids. And maybe you can relate to what one ABBA project dad said to me where he said, I never thought that what I said or did really made all that much of a difference. Guys, you got to know as a dad what you do and say matters. And believe it or not, you are a key to your child's health. Well, when you were a boy... So I'm thinking about, you know, sticks and stones. When you were a boy, you may have even used sticks or stones to pretend that you were an action figure, right? An action hero. You maybe donned a cape like a towel out of the bathroom and raised your stick up like it was your sword. And most guys that I've talked to have identified with that idea of an action hero, an action figure that you loved because he took action, whether he was flying through the sky or jumping from building to building on just a little tiny spider web or he's getting beat up or shot at or superheroes and action figures always find a way to find resolution despite everything blowing up or imploding, rescuing those he loves and on it goes. 
huh, kind of sounds like fathering, doesn't it? Because those are the same qualities. And you know this, I'm telling you the obvious, but it is what you need to succeed as a dad because you are your kid's action hero. I mean, do you really ever stop and think about that? What you do, how you treat your kids either puts you in hero status or it doesn't. Okay, well, listen to some of the comments from current dads in the ABBA project who tell me that they are seeing the value of sticking with the process of pursuing and going the distance with their daughters. Okay, did you like the way I wove the word sticking in there? See, that's what I mean about using this concept of sticks and stones today, going from the literal items that you would hold in your hand, sticks or stones, and talking about how those concepts of sticks and stones have more of a twist, a creative twist on fathering today as I'm talking about those words in a little bit different context. So tell me if this sounds like superhero language to you about fathers who this year are sticking with it in this process of pursuing their daughter's heart. One of them said, you know what? I'm not discouraged. Even though this month didn't go that great, I'm in this for the long haul. Another dad said, I screwed up this week. I crushed her, but I'm realizing I have a fear of failure. And that has impacted how I respond to my daughter. Okay, guys, I got to be honest with you. That's not usually what men are willing to admit, are they? That I have a fear of failure. But sitting with other men in their band of brothers group in the ABBA project oftentimes leads to this kind of honesty. Okay, that is a superhero response in my book. Here's another dad says, as I press into relating to her, I notice she's more responsive. She's actually been the one who's been more forgotten of all my kids, and I'm wanting to change that. Rock on, Dad. That is a superhero response in my book. Well, I do believe that dads want to be their kid's hero. And when they realize they fall short of their own expectations or their kid's expectations or mom's expectations, it can be easy to give give up and stop trying. But staying with the sticks and stones theme, dads, in order to be a hero, You have to stick with the process over the long haul and not be exasperated with your kids as they're growing up and maturing, making mistakes and getting it right. Be patient with them at the developmental stages they're at. Maybe that's a word that you needed to hear today because superheroes always find a way not to get bogged down with the problems, to stay the course while knowing that the fix is never easy or quick. You know, I, I, I've told you about my dad. He's been on the program before. I want to have him on again. But honestly, to me, my dad is an action hero because I could almost get choked up just talking about that because he didn't know what it looked like to be a dad, to lead us in our family. I've told you before, but he grew up on the south side of Chicago, very poor. His dad was an alcoholic and abandoned the family when my dad was only like six or seven, eight years old, right in there. There were three different last names among the seven kids, six boys and one girl, girl, and it was rough back in the 30s and 40s when he grew up with no dad in the picture much, a lot of uh, domestic violence and that kind of thing. He had no role model of how to be a dad. And yet when someone, I think of one thing, when he went to seminary when I was in fourth grade here in Portland, we moved from California, he would go to different workshops or in a class And someone told him, some guy, some dad said, you need to wake up every morning and have devotions with your kids. Here's some ideas. Read a picture book, read a proverb, sing a song, act act out things. And my dad went home and went, okay, guys, we're getting up earlier. But he put 
his love into action, even though he didn't know what to do. That superhero kind of behavior. Okay, well, let's keep going with the sticks and stones theme. As you are, if you're just joining us, I'm the dad whisperer, Dr. Michelle Watson. Let's keep going with this concept. You all know the quote, sticks and stones may break my bones. How does that end? But words will never hurt me. Okay, seriously, how insane is that? We've all, I heard that one growing up from my parents. I mean, words do hurt, don't they? So let's talk about sticks in that context. Let me ask you a question. Did anything that your dad said to you, does anything he said to you as a kid still play itself in your mind now, even as an adult? I would imagine you will say yes, because I have the same thing with my dad. Some of them are positive. Some of them are negative. But either way, wouldn't we all agree that words stick? In fact, I really believe that words stick with us far more than physical hurts stick, right? I mean, think back to the words maybe a bully told you down the street or your dad said when he was angry at the end of a long day or a coach who saw you mess up or that girl who wouldn't go out to you and it got back to you. On it goes. Words stick long after they're spoken and words stick with us for years. Now, I know sometimes we're on the receiving end of the words, aren't we? Sometimes we're on the giving end. But either way, did you know that the person who remembers the words the longest is the one who heard the words, not the one who spoke them? I mean, my mom, let me tell you a story about her. She was 16 years old. She had a very, very angry, curt, blunt, abrupt father. And he ruled with an iron fist. It was his way or no way. And he was teaching her how to drive back in the early 50s. So here we are. My mom's almost 81. Okay, these words have stuck with her over 65 years now. And honestly, they still hold her hostage today because her dad teaching her how to drive on narrow roads in rural Minnesota, he said to her, you've got a lead foot. She still does not think that she's a good driver. They've stuck with her over the decades, all because her dad, in a harsh response, deposited those words into her life. When it comes to your kids, this process of asking them, have I spoken any words to you that have stuck with you, that have made you feel worse about yourself, would be a question that if you want to be a superhero to your kids, you will ask. Because you are checking in with them and saying, I may have said something that I forget because I'm the one that spoke them. But my son or my daughter remember them for years. Why not today? I'm going to weave action ideas, go steps in this conversation along the way. Maybe that's one this week to put this idea of sticks and stones. Are you going to throw them or are you going to build something with them? You could build a different kind of foundation if today, this week, you ask your kid, son or daughter, What words have I spoken to you that have stuck with you that have made you feel worse about yourself? Make amends. Clean it out. That's what superheroes do. They show up in the pressure cooker of relational intensity and they make things right. That's how they save the day, right? Because you as a superhero can know that sticks and stones do hurt. But superheroes always know the secret truth, right? They they know something no one else knows. So I'm going to tell you the secret on this one. It's never too late to put current truth into the place 
where the hurt has been. Okay, now let's talk about stones. Okay, at the beginning of our conversation today, we talked about different things stones can do, right? Maybe you even now love stones in your home. I know I do. Granite countertops or a stone fireplace. Stones are awesome, aren't they? If we're using them to build up and not tear down. Well, I want to direct your attention to three places in the Bible where stones are talked about. Here's the first one, Matthew 7, 9 through 11. It's all red letter, meaning Jesus said this. He was talking to a group of men because he addressed them as fathers. And he said, which of you, if your son, or I'll put here daughter, asks for bread, will give him a what? Stone. Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake. If you then, Jesus said, though you are sinful, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Well, my friend, author and seminary professor, Dr. David Ekman, explains that a stone represents a worthless object and a snake represents a threat. So he's saying, which of you would give your son or your daughter a worthless object or a threat? Well, we all know that there's a lot of that that gets worked out relationally, doesn't it? So dads, are you giving your kids worthless objects? That to you could mean throwing money at them, for example, instead of time with you. It could mean putting money into video games just to keep them occupied instead of face-to-face time with you where you're having a real adventure. Maybe a worthless object, father to kid, father to son or daughter, is that you're, you're maybe kind of like supporting their fantasy world instead of, again, spending time helping them invest in people or relationships or eternal matters. Does that make sense? Or maybe the threat thing is one that you are kind of taking to heart today. Maybe you're causing your kids to feel insecure or unsafe by threats you throw at them with words that destroy the core of who they are. But here's the good news. You can use stones, I'm putting that in quotes, metaphorically to lay a foundation, build a path under their feet where your words and you are consistent. You're showing them that you're solid. You keep your word. When you make a promise to be at their game, you show up. You're trustworthy. You're responding without anger, which involves listening to them and modeling the very things that you want them to have in their lives. Does that make sense? Number two, here's another stone passage in the Bible. So there's this man who was mentored by Moses. Can you imagine having a mentor as the man who actually was face-to-face with God on a mountain? Oh my goodness. That's why, to me, to me, Joshua was a superhero because he and his friend Caleb went to check out the promised land and rather than seeing giants, they saw the promises of God and didn't get derailed. So here's what Joshua 4 says. This is a few um, verses in that section. It says that when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan River, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men, one from each tribe, and tell them to pick up 12 stones from the middle of that river. So as it receded and they walked across, take 12 stones and carry them with you. So Joshua called together 12 men that he'd appointed, and he said to them, each of you is to take one stone on your shoulder. So it must have been pretty good size, right? And I want those to serve as a sign among you so that in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? You can tell them that's when the Ark of the Covenant 
crossed the Jordan River, and the waters of the Jordan were cut off. God did a miracle for us. And he said, these stones are to be memorial to the people of Israel forever. Now, we've already talked about the many things that you can do with a stone in your hand, right? You can skip it, you can hit someone, you can build something. But wouldn't it be cool, dads, if you did what Joshua said, like imagine yourself as one of the 12 leaders in Israel who's taking a big old rock and putting it on your shoulder and that when your kids go, dad, what does that mean? What are you doing with a big rock on your shoulder? You get to tell them the story of what God did as a miracle. What would happen if maybe this week or this month, you took your kids to Home Depot or Lowe's or a quarry. I know there's one here in Southwest Portland off of 217. And you bought a big old honking rock, a big stone, and you bring it home to your yard where on the back of it or the bottom of it, you write a date of what God did in your family. Maybe he provided. Maybe he uh, you know, kept you guys from an accident. Maybe... You went into bankruptcy, but you hung together as a family and you didn't give up and you you learned to love each other and to have prayer times together in a way you never had. Maybe it's that you rebuilt a family after divorce and you kept pursuing your kids that you just say, we survived that. We survived that storm. Dads, why not let Joshua be like a mentor to you in that? That's my second passage. Let's do the third one quick before we're out of time. Another stone passage And I'm sure you know this one really well because it's about David and Goliath. So here you've got this nine foot six giant that shows up, which could be a metaphor of giants that show up in your life. And 1 Samuel 17 verse 40 and on says this, David chose five smooth stones from the stream and he put them in his pouch and a sling in his hand and he approached the Philistine. And when the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle to meet him. Look, at he didn't retreat. He had to have been scared. He was 17 years old. But reaching into his bag, he took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead. And he fell face down, the Philistine did, to the ground. And it says, David triumphed over the Philistine with one sling and one stone. So he used one stone, but he took five. Dad, I want to give you five quick, I'm telling you, I know this is packing a lot in a short amount of time, but maybe today you're saying, "Hmm, I don't think I'm really into the rock thing. I don't think I'm really going to do that. Okay, sticking with my kids, I'm going to make a renewed covenant today with myself that we're in a hard patch right now with our, you know, 16-year-old daughter, but I am going to stick with the conversation. Maybe that's the go step today for you. I Maybe you say, I tend to react I tend to blow up. I tend to just say, mom, you deal with her. Maybe your your go step this week is sticking with her and not giving up. But I want to give you one more last idea. If neither of those stick with you and say, okay, what if you had five stones to build up your daughter, build up your son this week? And there are five A's and I'm going to give them to you fast, not go into much depth, but A, anger. Maybe that's your first stone in your pouch that this week you say, I'm going to drop the anger. Two, A. These are all A's. Affirm. Hmm, I'm going to really work on building up more than I tear down or correct or criticize. Number three, I'm going to ally. 
with his or her heart. I'm going to really get close and stick with the process and listen. Maybe that's your fourth one. A, ask questions. Ask, ask, ask. What's really going on? I want to hear. And the fifth one, adore. That means to love deeply. Maybe that's your fifth stone this week that you're going to say, I am going to really work on communicating love to my kids. I'm going to hug. You get to choose what kind of dad you want to be for your children. Set down the stones of anger. You can throw them, but I'm telling you, I know that's not what you want. Why don't you instead build monuments this week, especially with your kids and those around you, like the men who took stones from the Jordan River and used them to tell their kids stories of what God had done in their family. Be a man who intentionally speaks words of life into your kids that stick to their hearts and breathe life in them today, tomorrow, and into adulthood. Okay, we've packed a lot in today. The topic has been sticks and stones, to throw or to build? That is the question. I hope that one of the ideas this week that you will put into action has been clear, whether or not you get a rock, put a date on it, so that your family for generations to come, or at least years to come, can talk about a miracle that happened, something you want to mark in your family, or that you will pick up five stones and say, I'm going to drop the anger, I'm going to affirm, I'm going to ally more intentionally with my kid's heart this week. I'm going to ask questions about what's really going on and listen. And I'm going to really work on adoring them, communicating love every way I can. Well, if you've got any questions, you can always write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com or go to my website, drmichellewatson.com. And let's keep the conversation going. Go dads.